0: From CBC Radio, this is Wiretap with Jonathan Goldstein. Today's show, moving on. So, a moving office is at work, right? Mm-hmm. This week, and it's yeah. just next door, and it's like just a couple boxes worth of stuff. But it's like there's something about moving that just makes me so nervous.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, even if it's like just a a next door office move. Yeah. I start to get like sentimental about the good times that I had with this uh, wall pencil sharpener that I feel like I'm gonna miss. You know, you liked a pencil sharpener. Did you use pencils? Not really, no. But I mean, there was something that I liked about it. You know, like the new office is gonna have a window and it's nicer, but um. And in, in, in fact, actually, just in, in, in thinking about moving and all that, I, I was I, I started flipping through this uh, old journal of mine from about five years ago. And it's from the summer that I moved from Montreal to Chicago.
1: hmm
0: And I was just a nervous wreck. I remember. Would you like to hear uh, an excerpt from my journal? Yeah. Okay. Uh, here we are. July 3rd, 2000. I'm finally leaving Montreal. It looks like it's just as well, too. The winding staircase leading up to my second-floor apartment looks ready to collapse. And once it does, the way the landlord does things, he might end up installing a rope ladder. I've been paying what I believe to be the cheapest rent in the city, $250 a month, which means that when the stove didn't work for close to three years, I didn't mind. I'm trying to get it all together for the move to Chicago, but I've been having trouble starting. How do you pack the things under your bed? A part of me is tempted to torch it all and go out in a blaze of glory, but another part of me just wants to save it all, right down to the half slice of chocolate cake that I found under the couch. On the upside, there's the thrill and secret pleasure of throwing away pennies, an actual federal offense, and then there's the anxiety of sorting the keepables from the throwaways. As I start to sort and pack, a hierarchy emerges. I've begun to divide things into three categories, throw away, take with, and storage. I think that what ends up in storage has largely to do with my feeling at the moment. For instance, I decided to throw out a Hungarian bullwhip a friend had bought me, but decided to move a portable A track player. In a small way, during a move you end up confronting your own mortality. After lugging around Thomas Mann's Magic Mountain from house to house over the course of ten years, the final realization is that I probably will never read this book, nor will I read Joseph Conrad's Secret Agent. I pack them just the same. I have one of those punch dolls that are supposed to get back up every time you hit them, except I never put the sand in at the bottom, so when you hit it, it stays down, which I've always found more satisfying anyway. I'm going to give it to my girlfriend Hetty's daughter in hopes it will bring her a sense of accomplishment that my childhood never had. Hetty came over earlier today. She said that rather than haul all my unwanted furniture out to the curb, we were going to rid ourselves of it 1930s addiction style. At one point, I walked into the kitchen and found her in the midst of kicking my dresser off the window ledge and into oblivion. I find myself wishing I could somehow stop time right now and inhabit this chronological space. I wish I could always be in this suspended state of having not yet moved, with everything boxed up and everything permissible. Pretty much all I'm doing these past few days is spending time with my friends and family, and it all feels so final and important. The other day I met the guy who's going to be moving into my apartment once I'm gone. He's in his early 20s and has glasses. He's sort of nerdy looking. He reminds me of myself as a young man. I know that just as I'm leaving, I'm going to say something to him that's going to embarrass us both. I might end up telling him that he has to love the apartment enough for both of us.
1: So did you say that? Did you embarrass him?
0: I did. I actually ended up hugging him.
1: Oh, Jonathan...
2: So it was about uh, three years ago I split up with my ex-wife and um, when you're newly divorced there's a lot of things that go with it. You don't want to be that guy. You know, there's a lot of divorcee guys that kind of sit in their basement apartment. They're really bitter and you know, they have like one Ferrari poster on the wall or something and it's just, you don't don't want to be that guy, Yeah. but you become that guy. I settled into this uh, basement apartment and it was uh, probably the most depressing place you could possibly imagine. Um, what was so depressing about it? Well, the building had heaved. The foundation shifted.
0: That's interesting, because heaved is usually the word that you use before you throw up.
2: Well, yeah, and it was very fitting for this place. Um, it, the place, the building literally had, had heaved, and it was like everything was at an angle. I'm not kidding. The whole apartment was about a 15-degree angle. It was kind of the Poseidon Adventure, except that it had just stopped before going all the way around. So it was a basement apartment. There's almost no light. Um i couldn't really paint the walls because there it was so damp that there was literally mold growing on the walls
1: mm-hmm.
2: and it was without a doubt the worst six months of my life it was just absolutely awful mm-hmm. and uh i can remember just thinking that like, this apartment was killing me it was literally killing me this place right and very fortunately this new apartment came along right around the time they started seeing my my girlfriend shelly mm-hmm. and uh it just seemed like things opened up for me, like just like life was turning a corner. Things are going to get so much better, mm-hmm. and I, I never looked forward to moving and like getting out of the place so much. Literally every night, that's what I thought about as I was going to sleep, like a little kid thing about Christmas. Oh, when I move, it's going to be so good to get out of this place. It's going to be awesome, I'll be starting a new chapter in my life. you will know, be with Shelley, and it's just going to be great. So, oh, you know, movie night finally comes. I'm really excited. I hired the company that I used for my last movie, and they were fine. So I use them again, and uh, really excited. I was up at, like, 7, so eager to go. 9 comes along, nothing. You know, 9.30. 10, like, they're not here, right? So I'm mm-hmm. starting to, like, get a bit anxious. Finally, they show up about 10.30. And I knew the second, like, these two guys showed up, I knew that I was in trouble because this one guy... Had like this crazy look. Like I just, you just know sometimes when someone is nuts. And the second this guy walked in, he had these crazy wild eyes. Like he looked like like he was on fire, you know, but hadn't discovered it yet. Like he was just totally intense. And I knew I was right away in trouble. The guy, this crazy guy, instantly starts talking about eating. It's like 10.30. He's like, I really need to eat something. Where can I eat? I'm like, well, I don't know. And he particularly, I swear to God, he wanted chicken wings. So where can I get chicken wings? At 10.30 in the morning. I assumed like when he said he wanted to eat that, of course, you know, he was talking about lunch. You know, we would load up the, the truck and then, you know, have a little break and he could have his chicken wings. But no, he wanted right away. So I pointed him in the direction of, um, you know, King Street, I guess it was. I said, no, oh, I think, you know, up on King Street, there's a, a chicken wing place, right? So uh, he and the other guy just disappear. It's like 1030 in the morning. They're minutes late disappear literally they just leave
0: and how many guys showed up
2: too? two okay two and one guy was this crazy guy the other guy was um they call him mustache man like you know your mustache ball cap uh he used the word chief a lot called your boss all the time guys like that kind of make me feel not very masculine Why is that? Well, because I'm not very masculine. I'm just not. So, like, guys like that just remind me of, like, what kind of a weaselly man that I am. You know, because I know the guy probably, you know, he goes to bars, watches hockey, probably has a really good relationship with the guy at the corner store. Like, those kind of guys. And you're just not the kind of guy that calls people chief. I aspire to be the kind of guy who calls people chief or boss. I, I really, I occasionally will aspire to a buddy. Occasionally I'll do it, but hey, buddy.
0: Do you want to try calling me chief right now? Okay, chief. You see, it doesn't feel right. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it it doesn't really suit me. Yeah. I'm
2: not a kind of chief or a boss kind of guy. But Mm -hmm. this mustache man had that quality, which in a mover does put you at ease because you want that kind of guy. So he did kind of put me at ease, and I could tell he was the the boss and he was the kind of sane one. So they both take off. It's like 10:30. They both take off uh, to get something to eat. The guy's getting chicken wings, and the other guy's gonna—I don't know, get a coffee or whatever. So I'm standing there. Sure enough, mustache man, my buddy, you know, comes back pretty quickly, and uh, I'm like, "Well, where's the other guy?" And he said they got into an argument on the street, but he said, "Don't worry, he'll be back." So at this point, it's about 11. So we get started moving some boxes. Now, I should mention that not only do I have a tremendous amount of stuff, and I mean, I really have so many books and CDs videos, DVDs, I, I'm embarrassed. Every time I move, I'm embarrassed. And people are like, wow, every single time, wow, you've got a lot of boxes. I had so many boxes, it's sick. Uh-huh. And they're heavy. They're all books and stuff, so I always feel so much guilt, right? So because of that, I often do a lot of the moving myself because I feel kind of bad.
0: You mean you do a lot of the moving even though you've paid for movers? Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't stand there and say, like, you know,
2: over there. Like I, plus, also, I don't want to be one of those guys. You know, I want to be like a guy who says chief and, and buddy and boss. and Right. So there's a lot to move, right? So me and Mustache Man are starting to move things a little bit. It's going, okay, and, you know, you have the conversation you always have with the movers, you know. Generally, in my case, about how much stuff I have. Yeah, i got a lot of books, you know. You have that awkward every time you pass the guy another trip. Like, what do you say
0: in these? I kind don't of- think these guys say anything to each other. I don't think they even think of saying anything. Well, you
2: see, that's why they're men and I'm not. So me and the guy are moving things and he's starting to get a little bit pissed off about the fact that crazy man has just not come back he's gone up for chicken wings i don't know where he's gone probably to buffalo like i don't know where crazy man's gone to get chicken wings so my man stops he just stops dead He's he's like, don't worry, chief. I'll I'll, I'll get on it, right? right? I'll get on it, boss. I'll, I'll call the dispatcher and we'll, we'll sort it out. We'll track the guy down or whatever, right? So he's on the cell, you know, smoking away, talking to the dispatcher. And I'm still moving. I just keep moving. I keep moving all these boxes. I just keep going, keep going. Sure enough, crazy man comes back. He's got his chicken wings, I guess. He's come back. It's now about, like, noon. And uh, he and the mustache man start arguing crazy man like I wouldn't push crazy man he looks like like he's about to snap at any second right so I just keep getting my book you know another box of books another box of CDs or these guys are
0: arguing or whatever so in the meantime you're, you're doing the bulk I'm,
2: of the I literally I did almost the entire move myself I'm not kidding because this guy like we was either mustache man was on the phone half the time then when the other guy shows up they honestly moved like one thing and had a fight so to kind of long story short we do finally get the truck loaded they get into the truck I get into my car I'm leading them up to my apartment. I give them the address, but they didn't know where the hell it was. So I'm like, okay, just follow me. And I'm watching this huge truck behind me, right, moving truck. Keep my eye on them, and, you know, light turns green. I go through the light because i got to go straight north. Well, out of the blue, this truck just goes left. Takes this hard left, like crazy left, like big moving truck. People are honking at it. I'm like, what the hell? It's going completely the wrong way.
0: And what, what happened?
2: Well... The reason the truck took a hard left, it was because Crazy Man grabbed the envelope of cash that was sitting on the dashboard from the move before me and dashed and just bolted.
0: He jumped, He so he jumped out of the truck.
2: He literally jumped out of the moving truck and Mustache Man chased him in the moving van with my, with my stuff, with my moving truck. And they went on a, on a chase down King Street for like half an hour. This is with all, every, everything that you own in the world. Everything I own in the world. Everything I had. So, uh, Mustache Man eventually catches up to him, beats the crap out of the guy. Wow. And was now heading back up. So, I'm standing outside my new place, ready to go in, ready to, you know, finish the move and get settled in and all that. And the truck's just nowhere, right? So the dispatcher's telling me, I'm like, oh, my God. Not to worry, your replacement is coming, right? You know, the pl- replacement for crazy man who just got beat up. Sure enough, a replacement guy shows up. Big fella. Really nice guy, though. And uh, sure enough, my truck finally shows up. It's so maybe an hour at this point, right? Mm-hmm. And the guy comes out. And although I couldn't really see any bruises, I mean, he could tell he was messed up. This guy, mustache man, was just messed up at this point. So we start moving stuff into my new apartment. And, uh, you know, it's now been many hours at this point, so we're all tired and moving stuff up. And um, at one point, I looked I looked out the window, and Mustache Man, who uh, was offloading the truck, and he took my IKEA bookcase and just dropped it. Like, literally just dropped it off the truck. And it smashed on the ground. Like, he literally just carried it to the lip of the truck, dropped it. And, and, you, and you saw him do this. And I saw him do this. He must have thought I wasn't at the window, but I was at the window. And I... Watched him as he brought my red IKEA bookcase to the lip of the truck, figuring he was going to bend down, take the extra, and lower it to the ground. No, he just dropped it, and, and it smashed on the ground. So I, I rush out, and I am cautious because I know he's had a hell of a day. He's you know, had fights with a crazy man. He's been on a high-speed chase with my stuff, so I'm mm-hmm. a little careful. However you know chief is dropping my bookcases off the the truck
0: right know? I mean it's within your right to inquire
2: exactly at this point I am the boss you know at this point I'm like you know please don't drop my so I go up to him and uh he lo- I look at the bookcase he looks at me and there's an awkward pause because the bookcase is, is messed up and he said it fell and I said no it didn't you dropped it I saw you drop it off the truck I saw you do it and I was actually very proud of myself at this moment because I'm not a very manly man. And I have trouble sometimes, you know, being aggressive with people and being direct. And, uh, and he kind of looked at me and he's like, well, what do you care? You know, the insurance will cover. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I don't have insurance covering this stuff. You know, plus, why would you just drop my bookcase off the truck? He jumps off the truck, comes right up to me with his kind of steely gray chief boss eyes. And it's like, don't mess with me right now. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, don't mess with me. You know, I could have been a hostage negotiator. All my my skill comes out. And I'm, like, I'm like, look, I, I really understand you've had a hard day. I know you've had two fights. I know... We have all had a really trying day. This has been very challenging. Why don't we just, you know, take a minute and relax, and we're going to get through this, okay, buddy? Okay, chief? And he calmed right down. I was like, okay. And me and him bonded. Suddenly, we're buddies. I, like, made a new friend, you know? And we finished up the move, and when we were done, we just stood around in my kitchen smoking cigarettes and, you know, drinking beer and... Had a really nice time actually. The last hour or so was really great.
0: W- were they on the clock?
2: Uh Well, you know, it's funny. I don't know if they really were or not. Like, who really knew? It was beyond that. It was beyond hourly wages.
0: Mm-hmm. And and so so you guys had this sort of bonding moment in the kitchen. I guess like he probably apologized for for throwing for throwing your IKEA bookshelf off off the uh, moving truck, right? No, he didn't know.
2: No, he
1: didn't.
0: That's a really uh nice story. And I and I hate to sort of be the the one to kind of rain on your parade, but like in 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 my hearing that story, mm-hmm. it, it it seems as though like he he basically he threatened you, uh threatened to beat you up. Mm-hmm. And um uh, you backed off.
2: I could see how you'd see it that way. The thing is, though, I honestly felt like I stared down the barrel of a gun and was able to completely get out of the situation using, you know, reason and just relating to the guy. And, and I w- I'm very proud of that moment. There's times in my life when I really look back and said, wow, I really wish I'd stomped that guy. I really wish that I was more manly and I beat the crap out of not I really don't feel that that guy deserved to be stomped at that point.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, he really had a hell of a day. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, if he had killed me mm-hmm. and he was telling the story in prison, you'd kind of understand it. You know, he'd feel bad about murdering me, but you kind of get it. I mean, that's is a hell of a day. You know, a hell of a day for me, too, don't get me wrong. Yeah. That's just the way I'm a very sympathetic man. That's
0: uh, it's it's a good quality. I think so. Speak to Doris, please. May I ask who's calling? It's Jonathan.
1: Oh. Hi, jo- hi, Jonathan. Hi. She. She just ran out.
0: Okay. Um, I could. Uh, I'll, I could just call back.
1: Um, oh, you know what? Shoot, I'm I'm expecting her back any second. Um, so so you're Jonathan.
0: Yes. Yeah, I am. Um, are you? Doris' roommate
1: uh, yeah yeah well yeah I, I live here um, she's mentioned me well um, I know uh, I know you met on the internet
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and I know that there's been some emails going back and forth yeah she, she mentioned that you'd be calling we just I guess didn't expect for it to be so soon
0: yeah I mean I you know I just I, I thought I'd call as soon as I could. When I opened up my inbox and I opened up the email from her and I saw that she had sent me, finally, her phone number, I was just so excited, you know? Sure. Like, like like after weeks of exchanging just the best emails, I just, I, I'm just, I gotta tell you, like, I'm just dying to hear her voice. I just want to talk to her.
1: So, so do you, uh, are you on the, the dating, the dating sites a lot?
0: No. In fact, uh, it's the it's really the first time i've ever done this sort of thing um it's weird i I feel like i'm talking to like her dad or something or like her you know her older brother um she like asked you to sort of like feel me out or something before before we speak i'm I'm just protective of her that's all Uh uh-huh you know this isn't like some kind of um swinger situation right like my god no 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 okay okay because I'm not I'm not down with that no 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 she would she'd never do
1: that, not at all what I'm about no
0: you wouldn't believe like this the weirdos out there on the internet like I before finding Doris like I read through so many incredibly bizarre internet dating profiles like every profile that I read I feel like I'm afraid is like written by someone who's who's completely covered in PVC and is like chained to the wall of some dungeon basement
1: I can completely understand that. I mean, it seems like so many... You know, people just try and be so different or whatever, but, but then nobody ends up being, you know, seeming really unique, I guess.
0: Yeah, but, like, 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 the thing with Doris is, like... God, the first things that I read about her were, like, every single one of them was, like, a... Like, every little detail about the things that she liked was, like, this perfect little pearl. She likes bringing beer to movies. Or, like... Um when she 's eating m and m s like she spreads them all out on the kitchen table and she, it just kills her to eat them because they just all look so beautiful lying out there on the table, or like she says like how she loves to just lie in the bathtub and then turn on the shower and just imagine that she 's in a tropical storm and just <laughs> completely surrender herself to it. I love that i just it's so it 's so beautiful like in one of the emails that she sent me she told me that from time to time when she's dreaming she'll become aware that she's in a dream you know that sensation Mm -hmm. and like once that you know that moment where you're like wait a minute i think i'm in a dream like once that feeling would come over her she would look for the nearest window and she would just totally like enthusi like gleefully dive out it yelling i can fly i can fly and and that would be the rest of her dream and she would have these beautiful, beautiful dreams of flight.
1: Yeah. The thing with Doris was that it wasn't so much about when she was dreaming a little part of her would stay awake but more that that she was the kind of person that, that even when she was awake it seemed like a little part of her was still dreaming. Sometimes it would take her an hour to, to eat a meal that she really enjoyed. Like it just took all of her all of her attention
0: mm-hmm.
1: i mean there were times I'd, i'd come home and she would have been playing a a record Astro piazzolla record or something and the, it would be at the end the needle would just be skipping at the at the at the label and you know she wouldn't have she wouldn't remember she would remember when it, the music had stopped she would have been too busy making card houses she loved to build card houses
0: playing cards
1: yeah these, you know, have you ever, have you ever tried it?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I, like when I was a kid,
1: it's really, really difficult. She'd use two or three decks and they'd spread out all, all, all over the floor. And these just beautiful, beautiful, huge things that you just wanted to live in.
0: So is Doris back yet? Is she there?
1: Well, uh, I mean, she's, she's here. It, she's been with us the whole time
0: oh my god you're Doris no you're Doris it's not I've been I've been exchanging emails with a man I promise I'm not Doris it's not
1: what you think at all look I'm not really Doris Doris is my wife she's your wife Doris was my wife She died a little over a year ago. I'm the one who
0: put up the profile, and I'm the one who's been answering these emails. Wait, so what you're saying is that you put up the profile of a woman who's no longer alive? Not a woman. The woman that that I love. My best friend.
1: Have you ever... Have you ever been married? No. It's uh, you can probably tell that I'm not. I'm not the best with people. The one person that I was ever really able to talk to was Doris. And and she died. And I've been I've been trying to 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 move on and trying to to get past it and my friends you know my friends have been helping and that's how I got to this this whole internet dating thing I mean they suggested that I I try it and I resisted but I you know I finally decided to give it a go and so when I sat down to fill out my profile it asked for your interests and your sense of humor and all these things and without really realizing it I, I just started filling it out as her Every little detail about who she was, I put down. And when I was done, and I and I and I saw it there, with with all these other profiles of all these other real people on the internet, it felt, if only just for a moment, it felt like like she was there, and she was alive. I just wanted to talk to somebody who. Who might feel the same way that I do about her? Just to, to feel that maybe I wasn't alone. And then when you when you started emailing her, I felt this, this kinship with you, and and I've, I guess I felt this made me feel a little bit less alone. I'm sorry, but it was a bad idea. I feel really stupid right now, and I'm I'm sorry to have, to have brought you in on all of this.
0: I don't know what to say to you. I um. I guess the stupid thing is, is that uh, I was really looking forward to calling this. You know, as soon as I got the number this morning, I've been so curious about what she was going to sound like. I don't know. I was looking forward to just hearing her voice.
1: Um, if you just want to hear her voice, I've got I've got videotapes. I I I used to tape everything. Oh yeah. I've got one in the V C R right now. Do you want do you want me to play it for you? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Alright, hold on, I'm gonna put the phone up to the T V.
0: Okay. Look at Okay, okay, so here we go. Put your hand up. Okay, go back. One step back. One step forward. One step back. One step forward. One, two, three. One, two, three.
1: One, two, three.
0: One, two, three. <laughs> no, 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 that's the so part. No, that's good. That's good. <laughs> you see, you're not a bad dancer. I like it.